Hey! 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 Oh um, my gosh, we made it to episode four. We have. Was this episode four? Four and with a couple of four and specials. A bit. Four-ish. Okay, all right, to cool. To give value as four. All right. Um, welcome everyone to Super Testing Bros. Uh, it's James here, and as always, I'm here with Dan. Hey! And we've got Akshay here with us as well. Oh, hey. We'll, we'll introduce you again shortly. Oh, awesome. I like double introductions. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan's been away. I have. And while I was away, you had got a great interview with his Kevin at Zero. Yep. So, me and actually here had a chat to Kevin, which we'll uh, play for you shortly. Uh, but first, Dan, what's been happening in the world? Uh, there's been a whole heap of conference news and conferences going on recently. Um, I know... Google Automation has just really released something, actually. You've been uh, looking at that? The registration will open for Google <laughs> Test Automation. So um, it's free registration. You just have to like, and it's not first come, first serve. So you express your interest, and they pick, from what I understand, 300 people. And it's supposed to be held in November in is London. It, is it like a lottery or like a um, you get picked based on your skills or good looks or something? To be honest, I don't know. Okay. It's the first time I'm registering. I, I had like signed up on the blog to notify me oh, yeah. whenever the registrations are open. So I'm going to try my luck. Did you have to submit your LinkedIn or your CV or anything? No, no. It's just like they just ask you why why do you want us to pick you. Okay. Like, yeah. Hmm. So on, on those lines, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder how many they have to sift through. It's a novel approach. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they've like they've mentioned that you don't have to rush through your application. Take your time. They're given a close date, so yeah. it's not first come first. So they pick people. I'm guessing they handpick. Wow. Cool. Yeah. All right. There's other conference stuff coming up as well. Yeah. So we test in over here in New Zealand have announced their conference lineup. Uh, that's going to be happening in September in Auckland and Wellington over here. Uh, they've got a couple of great speakers, uh, particularly they've got Dan Billing. I'm really excited to meet him. We've been chatting to him a little bit on the Twitters, uh, so it'll be great to meet him in the flesh. He's going to be delivering the keynote, uh, How to Be a Red Shirt and Survive. And then we've got Angie Jones from America coming over to do the lock note, um, talking about from exploration to innovation. I like Angie Jones. Yeah. Yeah, she's quality. She's um, speaking at SourceCon in San Francisco as well, I think. Awesome. And she wrote, um, did you read her article in the We Test, uh, not We Test, the uh, Testing Trapeze magazine? I saw it, but I haven't got around to reading it. Pretty interesting. Um, A sort of an experience report on testing machine learning stuff. Yep. So, yeah, worth worth a look if you're um, you're looking for something to read. Yeah. And we mentioned Test Bash Manchester last time. Yeah. Yep, so that's coming up. The lineup for that has been announced as well. I've got it here somewhere. Um, heaps of cool speakers. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing Stephen Janaway speak again. You'll hear us mention him later on, actually. Um, and uh, Anne-Marie Charrett, I'm a fan of as well. Um, she'll be doing some stuff on quality versus testing. Uh, just going down the list, heaps of real interesting talks. Actually, accessibility testing by uh, James Shaysby Thomas uh, sounds like a good one as well. So heaps of stuff to do there. Yeah, and of course, if you go into that or to the we test, you're going to get to meet us too. <laughs> you lucky, lucky people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, why else would they go? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's worth the entry fee alone. 
Well, we're talking conferences. Akshay, you've been to QSA? Yeah, yeah. It was really great. Um, this first time going to Aussie. Yep. I really love it. Okay, all, that's all good. All my misconceptions are gone, so that's, that's, I think that's a good start. And you flew. Yeah, yeah. This time I got my visa. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah, QSA was amazing. Like QSA is quality... Quality software Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, if if I get a chance, I'll go again next year. Yeah, it was cool. really good. Like they had they had the list of speakers was amazing. They had carefully selected the speakers and divided the day into two parts. Usually, like one was like a more technical talk, and the other one was kind of more of a context space. So everyone uh, was taking part in it and uh, got to meet heaps of cool, cool people. Um, and uh, so day one and day two were talks, and day three was the workshop, mm. and that was a pick of the day for me. I attended the distributed testing with Selenium Crit, and that that workshop was from Manoj. So um, he pretty much, uh, and there was just ten people in the workshop. It was amazing. So that like we all got attention, and uh, he got us to set up our uh, node and hub, and he also got us to set up the Docker. Those, um, and I think that I can use that here as well. Oh, so perfect. Those are really good. Overall, I'll give it 10 on 10. Great job by the organizers. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think friend of the show, Paul, at Testing Rants was there. Um, oh, yeah. As well, he was talking. He was really good. Yeah. Yeah. He gave us a talk about the test data, fuzzy testing, etc., etc. It was really good. Awesome. Cool. All right, Quality Software Australia, let's go next year. Yeah. Uh, so as I said earlier, Dan's been away. So while uh, while he was gone, uh, I took it upon myself to have a chat uh, to uh, my friend Akshay here uh, and to our friend Kevin from Zero uh, about uh, career paths for testers. So this is what we did. Take a listen. Cool. Hello. All right. Uh, I am here with uh, Akshay and Kevin. Hi, Akshay. Hey, James. Hey, Kevin. Hey, James. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are going to talk today about the career paths for testers. Uh, so, first of all, introductions. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, my name is Akshay, like James said. <laughs> uh, I'm a test automation engineer working at Pushpay at the moment. Cool. Oh yeah, uh, my name's Kevin. Uh, at the moment, I'm a QA team lead at working at Zero. All right, thank you both for for making the time to to chat today. Uh, so what we're talking about is is career paths for testers. Traditionally, there's been this kind of junior tester to intermediate tester to senior tester uh, career path, with not much at the end of it. Um, testers can go on to become uh, test managers. And what we want to talk about today is, you know, uh, how firstly, how you get into that test manager sort of career path. How yeah. you, you know, how. Um, yeah. Well, the, well, I suppose I can just jump on. Yeah, on yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, while we're, we're on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I suppose there's been a bit of a change in the industry. Um, I know there's still the test manager role, but that's probably in some companies. I assume like yourselves and us sort of moved away from using that role. Yep. Where it's gone more with. Um, leads, test leads, or development leads. The role in itself is probably not much different from that 
what a test manager used to perform. But um, in a lot of cases, it's got maybe less of an HR function now than yep. it used to. Yep. And also, I suppose working in distributed teams, it's not the QA sit in one corner and you've got your test manager managing them and sort of signing work and stuff like that. It's yep. sort of moved away from that type of role, yep. I think. Uh, Is that just something that's come with the shift to agile? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's probably part of it. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Also, probably company culture. It depends on the type of company you're working in. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, would have had a big influence on that. What I find is a little bit. What I fail to understand is like, how does one work towards becoming a team lead or a t test manager? Yep. Because given that we are, like you said, we're working in agile environments where like everyone is kind of on hands, yeah, right, less HRE and less people management. Yeah. So how does one really get into or like move the career paths towards becoming a team lead from a senior tester? Yeah, because I, I guess um, being a good tester doesn't make you always a good uh, yeah. a good leader. Exactly. No. Yeah. Uh, so what what do you think are the skills maybe that you need to to work on if this? Yeah, well, obviously, if, if, if there's going to be a sort of an HR component to the role, then upskilling on those skills is, is needed. Um, yeah. How you do it, it's probably just sort of putting your hand up and saying, hey, I'm interested in working towards this role. Yeah. Um, how can you sort of help me sort of with those skills? Uh, yeah. Maybe in-house or externally, there, there are a few sort of management type. Um, yeah. courses available that you could do um, mm. to sort of get better on that side of things. A lot of it is, comes down to sort of gut feel as well in a mm -hmm. way. Um, yeah. Because yeah. um, there is, like I know we talked a little bit about test managers, test lead. Yeah. There's a concept of test coaching. Yeah. Um, there's, I think I've read about a test jumper who's sort of like almost ju jumps between teams like a scrum master would yeah. uh, in, a, in, a test, in a leading testing role. I, th I think there is a sort of a set of skills that drives towards any of those, like working on your soft skills, you know, working how to deal with people. I think EQ is the word, yeah. the phrase that's yeah. bounced around. I forget what it stands for, too, who yeah. knows? Uh, emotional quotient. Emotional quotient, right. So yeah. the, yeah, the opposite or the, the counterpart to your, to your IQ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, that one. Um, I think it comes with where testers sit these days as well in regards to where they fit in in the whole development life cycle. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard a lot of talk recently about the whole um, developer and test role and how that it might take over the role of an actual tester and testers becoming more of an advisory role, if you like. So more of like an analyst sort of? Yeah. yeah. So in regards to career progression, if that's the case, then you would probably see a tester move towards, like you said, the coach or focusing more along those lines. Um, you know, that's probably the way some of it's going at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, it's real interesting for me because like, I'm kind of at the point in my career where I need to, like I've hit senior tester, mm. now I'm like, what's, what's next? And I don't know if, like I'm not really a people manager, it's yep. not. It's not for me. Yep. And so, sort of, if I was to go down that that road, it might be a mistake. But it's kind of the. It's it's. It feels like the natural progression. Yeah. Whereas actually, what I might want to do is, is something different from that. Yeah. But that's you know, there's great big question marks there. For me, like when I think about it, I like 
more deep dive into technical testing. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I do like the product side as well. So either I can go towards say, a tech lead sort of a role in testing, or maybe I could just change my uh, line and just go like as a business analyst or something. But what my biggest fear is like, what if I switch to becoming a business analyst and mm -hmm. I don't like it? Will that be too late for me to switch back? And where do I start? Because yeah. I, I wouldn't know and like if I like being a business analyst or not until I've worked for like at least a year mm. and mm. see how it is. Yeah, and no, I've, I've seen both sides of that. People switching to say that particular role from testing, some people loving it and they just sort of thrive in that role and others, they yeah. sort of after even a couple of months realize that's not what they want to do. Yeah. Some of them I know sort of managed to switch back to testing, which is... Yeah, yeah. You, you, you would hope that if, yeah. if you've got enough experience under your belt that you could switch and then switch back if you hated it. Yeah. I know that's, that's sort of perfect world scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I'm thinking about as well is, you know, if you're not interested in leadership, where, where are you going to go? More and more I'm thinking about specialization. Mm. And, and I, I have seen, particularly in the areas of security and performance, people will just go, oh, I'm going to be a test specialist in this. And those two areas are kind of things that do require specialists, I think. Yeah. Which is great if that's that's what you're into. Yeah, it's a hard one. I, I think the whole, yeah, like I said, probably all, almost in the same boat. You yeah. sort of reach a point. You start asking the question, okay, what's next? And also, I try and think of the old cliche, five years down the line, yeah. where do I want to be? So yep. if I go down the management route, where is that going to take me? Mm. Or mm. if I sort of split into the technical and non-technical routes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Five years down five years down the line where we where am I going to be at? Yeah. Take either. Yep. Um, and it's a tricky one. I mean, in a way developers I feel quite lucky they, they've kind of got a road where they go junior, intermediate, senior, and then they could go tech lead and then maybe move into architecture and mm -hmm. some companies development manager and stuff like that. Yep. And saying that, I think at last year's we test conference, I don't know if you guys went, was it Stephen Holloway, I think he did the, the, the first talk. The, the keynote guy? Yeah, um, sort of. where he's gone from being a tester and moving into a role of a development manager, so yeah. it doesn't mean it's not possible, it's just, yeah, you'll obviously have to put in a bit of work to yeah. sort of go down that route, but yeah, it's, that's sort of switching out of testing. On, on similar lines, like, how relevant do you think a test manager should be sound technically? Uh, a, does a test manager has to be decent technically or can that person be completely product focused? Good question. Obviously you need to have some technical chops I would imagine. Yeah. Especially if you're sort of seen as a technical test yeah. manager. Yeah. Because you're probably going to be the go-to guy if people get stuck. But I've found it's not necessarily the case that you have to know everything. But if yeah. you don't know, you need to know who to talk to to find yeah. the answers. Yeah, I think context is also a little bit important there. Like, it depends on what mm. who who the people are that you're leading, as to how how technical or non-technical the role maybe yeah. would need to be. I guess what I'm thinking is, you know, for people listening to this, if they want, if they're at a point in their career where they decide they want to become some sort of specialist, mm. what steps do you take to get there? With something like security, I think there's a lot of resources out there, and one thing I've found recently is that people that want to get into security already know that and you know can, can drive that that path themselves yeah but say if you wanted to get into um, maybe automation um, or maybe you want to sort of become an expert in 
in UX from a, from a testing point of view, which mm. I think would be quite interesting. Yeah. Or some sort of domain expertise, you know, what, what steps can you take to, to one, decide what sort of specialization you want to go for and how to get there? Yeah. When I started my career, so I started as a handset tester. So as a handset tester, handset. So handset tester. Oh, handset, handset. Oh, yeah, yeah. handsome tester. If you say that, it's fine. I think that. Um, yeah. So what basically that was like, um, just going through similar flows and checking if your app looks all right on different screens. Mm-hmm. It was really monotonous. I didn't want to just stab myself after six months. Okay. Yeah, but that's my first job. I'm so. glad you did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too, yeah. yeah. So uh, luckily I got this break where I started working as a test analyst. Mm-hmm. And when we were starting, they required like lots of automation. And I put my hand up like, hey, can I do that? They're like, yeah, sweet. And luckily for me, I got very good developer support. And they kind of mentored me for the entire project. Yeah. And told me like, what are the good practices, what are not. Yeah. And once I got that head start, I was able to pick it up and improve on it gradually as I go. Yeah. So in my opinion, like you really need a good foundation to begin with. And if you're already working, you need some developer or a technical tester to help you out. So like some sort of mentor? Yeah, and it yeah. works best if you're on the same team. Mm-hmm. Because you're working together, you can, say if you work in a scrum team, and yeah. you have two week sprints, you can pretty much pick up the task and just work on it and people will help you out, depending on the culture and environment, usually they do. (laughs) And that really helps. And the best thing is like if you're stuck, just like be stuck there and do some research and time box yourself maybe. Mm -hmm. And say if you time box yourself to two hours, and that's when you ask for help. And what I used to do, I I requested not for developers not to tell me the complete solution, but just point me to that direction. So I can do some more research, and that way I felt like I learned better. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just handing me the solution. Yeah, yeah. I think you sort of touched on a, a good place to start, if you like, is like say if you're in a Scrum team, you know, say security task that's going to come up. Yeah. Um, just put your hand up and say, I for this particular piece of work, I'll, I'd like to have a go at doing that. Yeah. And then say the next sprint is a UX task or something. Work your way through them. Or the ones you're interested in, yeah. um, have a go at them. See if you like it, or if it's really something that you're interested in, or if it's just something you're sort of exploring yeah. at the moment. And if it is, then obviously you can sort of look for someone mm-hmm. in your team or outside of your team that is actually doing that role at the moment and saying, "Hey, I'm interested in this. Yeah. Um, can I sort of bounce ideas off you or yeah. get some mentoring off you and stuff like that and work from there?" I mean, like um, even my previous job, like. I conduct a few brown bag sessions, but the session only helps for that one hour because after one hour, people get busy in their own jobs that they're doing. Yeah. And it's very hard to find time during your eight hours and on, on the weekends, you've got your own stuff to take care of. Yeah, it's just like, you just have to find the right balance, I think, mm-hmm. and see what's important for you at that stage. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't practice, you'll forget stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, like, I like what you, you know, what you did there, which can be hard, I think, is putting yourself out there going, this is what we're working on. Yeah, I'll put my hand up for that. You know, you, you do have to kind of take take that risk, yeah. you know, which can be a little... It, it doesn't sound that hard, but it can be a little bit scary. It was really intimidating because, like, at the end of the day, you've got that task on the board, right? And they're like, oh, this item is not complete because you're working on the task. 
Yeah. And you're sweating bullets, so like, oh, will I do it or not? <laughs> but then your team helps you out, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, I've, I've found in the past, if you work in a half-decent team, yeah. your team would be quite supportive, especially if they know you're having a go at something new. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you'd get quite a bit of support yeah. if you sort of say, put yourself out there. Yep. Um, yeah, very cool. Taking that even further, because I know one of the things, I know you mentioned uh, Stephen Janaway's talk from last mm. last year's We Test conference. One of the things I took away from that, actually, I kind of I did a little scooch over his notes before we got together. Oh, yeah. Um, thanks, by coincidence. Because <laughs> one of the things I took from that was that actually moving away from testing can be an entirely viable sort of career move as well. Yeah. Um, and I've talked to someone recently who was going down the traditional testing career path and has suddenly switched to UX research because that's just where where Mm. it led Mm. which is a bit of a change yeah but that's that's something to think about as well yeah you know you're not betraying the testing brotherhood by no no and I think there's quite there's probably a lot of skills that testers do have that's transferable to these other roles yeah yeah Um, yeah absolutely um, I mean even I've found like when testers write automation code they're more thorough what they're testing Mm mm-hmm I mean, not saying that developers don't write good code. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all, but um, just like related to test coverage and you bring the, you bring that testers mindset to yeah, the table. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. Okay, so actually, you'd mentioned security testing to me. Yeah, so I was just curious, like, how do you get into security testing? Because there are not many organizations, at least in Auckland that I know of, yep, who are into security testing. One thing I've kind of discovered is that security is something that security-focused testers are really passionate about. Mm. Um, there are resources like OWASP, you know, for a very start, I would mean the OWASP toss, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the OWASP's top 10 yeah. um, security, the top 10 is the top 10 security holes or flaws or things. That, yeah, top 10 list. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what they call it exactly now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would be a first point of call. Another thing I've played with very, you know, I, to be perfectly frank, I've played with some of the stuff and decided security is not for me. Yeah. Um, but you can download VMs and stuff that have exercises and tutorials you can start to, to work right. your way through um, to do. I think I was looking at a SQL injection one. Yeah, it's, it's fun to play with. Yeah, mm. it's like you say, yeah, if it doesn't sort of push your buttons, then yeah, yeah. it's uh, worth pursuing. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of these things you do sort of have to, Dip your toe in and see what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Another neat one that I played with is the. It's also from OWASP. It's a sort of a Zap proxy. So right. it's something oh, you. Yeah. Okay. Sort of proxy all your web requests through. Yeah. It all, and you pretty much just have to browse your, your web page, whatever the case may be. Right. And it'll automatically pick up if there are any security vulnerabilities. Oh, cool. uh, so as a sort of easy way for a day-to-day tester to mm. sort of look at security that's one way to, yeah. to yeah. do it as well yeah like yeah getting started as an actual security tester yeah it's not something that's talked about a lot yeah <laughs> that no. you see a lot of press about to be yeah honest. yeah it's definitely something you've got to sort of drive it out of your own personal interest I think yeah mm-hmm. and the same with like um, performance or accessibility testing I think the first step is to see what the tools are and yeah um, yeah with play and then yeah if you're really serious about it I suppose like, like we said before, yeah. find yeah. someone either in your company or 
sort of in the community that you know yeah yeah do that type of thing and sort of approach them and say hey i'm interested how do yeah. you get going yeah stuff like that yeah i think, I think the, you need to be a little bit intentional so you know say i'm gonna i'm gonna see what this is like learn about it and if i like it you know start making that those career goals for yourself yeah and, hmm. rather than just sort of floating through yeah yeah that's what i need to do <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right. All right. So that's, that's that's just a quick overview of career progression. I hope that's sort of it's only been interesting to talk about. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any, any it's final a hot topic at the moment. I think. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Have you heard about any testers moving to UX? I have. Uh, yes. Mm. I think I. So the the person I was talking about before moved to uh, UX researcher. Right. So, so not UX as in. I think yeah, they moved into a UX researcher role, but I haven't heard of anyone specifically moving into UX, but. It's definitely possible. I know, um, uh, again, at the WeTest conference, this, this is not, we're not sponsored. It's not <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, last year, we heard from Parimala Hari Prasad, aka Curious Tester on Twitter, who had moved into kind of a UX testing specialist. So she talked about testing micro-interactions, yeah. which I found really fascinating. Like it's, um, you know, Definitely a career path you can you can dig into. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of someone recently um, who's gone from testing into that type of user experience yeah. um, role, and she's actually, from what I've heard, she's going to actually sort of start her own company nice. sort of doing that type of thing. Oh, that's very cool. That's really uh, cool. So yeah, yeah, possible. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I suppose the other thing we haven't touched on in career progression is consultancy. Yeah. That's all. yeah. Other field, yeah, um, that's out there where you can talk. Yeah, as a contract. Yeah, and there's this whole there's a whole bucket of yeah. stuff under that. You know, mm. the the difficulties of being self-employed and yeah, what what the world is like when you're jumping from company to company. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, it's like when I talk to my friends who went to testing, they want to go contracting, but it's just like the job security is not there. Yeah, and that's what stops them. Yeah. Yep. But then on the on the flip side, I've heard that once you're there. You get opportunities. Yeah. So it's just like, do you di- do you dive into that or not? Yeah, <laughs> tricky one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. It's probably not for me just yet. I'm yeah. <laughs> not that kind of a, a risk taker. But you know, five years down the track, maybe that's where I want to be. Maybe that's where you want to be. Yeah. All right. Thanks for taking the time, team. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah. That's great. Um, good chat, and um, yeah, we'll talk again soon. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool, that was a really awesome listen. I enjoyed listening to back to it. Um, contracting is something I've definitely thought about for down the road. Yeah. I, I love the idea of a life as a sort of a journeyman tester a little bit. Travel yeah. the world, test in different places, test in different cultures, um, on contract or remotely. I think that's... Yeah, yeah, I know we've talked about that. I think we'll probably talk about it more on another episode. Maybe. Yeah, I like... There's a few people, like Kim Engel, maybe. I'd love to get her on the show and talk to her about contracting. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that wraps us up this month, I think. Yep, that's Super Testing Bros done for the month. We will catch you again next time. Yeah, if not sooner. Yep, don't forget, hit us up on uh, supertestingbros at gmail.com, uh, supertestingbros on Facebook, or um, our Twitter is... At supertestingbro, because character limits. Because we can't fit this on the end. Cool. Yeah. Ciao.